Performance time, come on and grab your friends, we're going to find a memory leak. I've got no friends, but virtual users, soap tests never end, it's performance time. Hello and welcome back to performance time after a short delay. This is the show about, well, it was about performance engineering and human beings. And now... It is predominantly going to be the show about site reliability engineering and human beings. But I'm sure that I will continue to include some performance engineering content as I go. I've been a site reliability engineer for one week. (laughs) So it's not like I'm in a position to give you expert opinions on anything. Instead, what I would like to do is to share my journey of becoming a site reliability engineer with you. And so hopefully you can learn about what site reliability is all about, as I do, and you'll see the mistakes that I make as I go. The first obvious question, which I've already been asked multiple times, is what is SRE, or what is site reliability engineering? And I don't have a really good succinct answer yet, but I'm going to answer from the best of my understanding after one week. It will be really interesting to go back after, say, six months or a year or two years and explain what SRE is with that further understanding and compare back to what I'm about to tell you. So at the absolute simplest level, I think, SRE is fundamentally about taking modern software delivery principles and applying them to operations. So operations is an area where historically it's been quite a a manual process in a lot of ways and there's always been that massive separation between the people who build the software and then those who have to operate it in production. And SRE is a way of dealing with that with new ideas and a new engagement model. Now I'm sure you've heard of DevOps and the idea being that dev and ops come together and either work together or, in some situations, develop developers or the people in delivery teams are the same people who operate their code in production. SRE is not quite like that. SRE was first created by Google back in 2004. And the role of SRE, or Site Reliability Engineer, was there to operate the software in a new way. So rather than having manual processes, the idea was to engineer or write code to make operations more efficient and more effective. So that's one part of it. So SREs are not like traditional operation staff in that they use code and they write software to automate tasks, to simplify tasks, and to make their jobs easier, to reduce toil. So that's part of it. But the other part of it is the engagement model. So at Google, developers don't operate their own software in production, but the SRE teams can choose whether or not they will look after the software created by a team. So a team who develops software which has a lot of issues or is hard to test or doesn't have very good monitoring capabilities, the SRE team can choose to leave. So suddenly... The delivery teams, the developers, now have an incentive to write high-quality, reliable code. Now, I've massively oversimplified it there. There are a lot of other ideas, concepts, which go along with SRE, 
which I'm going to talk about over the episodes to come. Now, SRE has become a bigger thing, and organizations all around the world are picking up on this and creating SRE roles in that organization. And every organization has their own definition or idea of what an SRE is and what an SRE does. So my experience working as an SRE is guaranteed to be very different to some other people around the world who have the same job title as I do. The first thing I want to call out is that the role that I've been hired into and the team that I work in is an SRE capability team. So I'm not being dropped into an operations role to look after a platform or software as a full-time job. I'm sure that I will do some of that. But the bigger aspect of my job is to enable the delivery teams in my organization to use SRE practices for themselves. So that's quite different than a lot of other SREs who are out there. And I'm sure that will flavor the content and the ideas that I talk about. So first week of being an SRE, what is it that I did? Well, we had some team workshops and we thought about and discussed ideas around what the purpose of our team is, what our vision is for the organization and what, what we want to achieve essentially. That was one thing we did and I wanted to share our, a draft vision that we've come up with so far because I think it further helps define what SRE is. So one of the draft visions that we came up with, which I really like, is this. To make sure the platforms and services that our customers rely on are available when they want to use them. Now, I actually found that online and sort of paraphrased it a bit, but I think it very simply and succinctly explains the purpose of SRE without going into much detail. And obviously, there's lots of gaps around what SRE is all about. But I think it provides the essence of what SRE is all about. So if it wasn't already clear, I'm part of a brand new team being stood up for the first time. So there's a whole opportunity here to shape the role and the SRE team and how it operates. And I think that's pretty exciting. Something I think that I have identified so far is there are two or maybe three different categories of SRE work. And I think that might help further explain what SRE is as well. The first one is observability. So this is all about monitoring and alerting and fundamentally understanding what's happening on a particular software platform so that we can make decisions about whether something needs to happen or not and to make sure that it's healthy and to see the impact of changes on our customers, that kind of thing. I think that that is going to be fairly easy for me to pick up and understand given how similar uh, the skills and activities and performance engineering are around that. So the second area, which is about actually doing operational activity, maintaining software, and the automation that we apply around that and the simplification that we apply, that's the area I have no experience in. And so I'm really looking forward to understanding that more and being embedded in some teams to actually do some operational work. That's going to be pretty exciting. And I think the third part of SRE is maybe not something all SREs do, but will be a big part of my job, is the culture change. Being able to convey to a delivery team or the leadership team the benefits of various SRE practices. 
and how it can help us to have more reliable software, happier customers, faster delivery, all the other benefits. So at the moment, and I'm sure I'll be proven wrong over the days and weeks and months and years to come, those are the three key areas I see so far. Observability, operations work, and culture change. So what else did I work on this week? Well, I had lots of training. (laughs) I am learning a lot more about an APM tool, New Relic. I'm doing a six-week training course to know more about that because we use that extensively in our organization and I need to really understand exactly how it works, how I can extend it, how I can get the information that I want out of it. And I'm learning a lot about alerting and noise to signal ratio and those ideas which I haven't been exposed to before. So I'll talk about those further in uh, other episodes. I'm also learning about Splunk, which is a, for those of you who don't know, it is a uh, logging analytics data platform. I've used it before in my career quite a bit, but I want to go back to the start and really understand it. So I'm doing training courses where I install it and set it up and apply a whole different set of interrogation techniques, setting up dashboards and reports and alerts, things that I haven't done with Splunk before. So that really was my first week. I did get exposed to a lot of different ideas, such as the four golden signals, which is a key part of SRE, and I think that deserves an episode all on its own. Also, the difference between metrics and the insights that you get from them, which is a huge topic, and I think I'm really excited to delve into that a bit further. And like I said, signal-to-noise ratio. So you don't want to be alerted on anything if it doesn't need action. I bet you've seen a situation where you get either notified on a chat channel or you get an email about something, which doesn't actually need action. And so you get sent constant emails and you just start ignoring them. The boy who cried wolf syndrome. We have to avoid that. And that's uh, another really interesting thing for me. And another idea that I came across this week uh, is I, I finally, in a way, got the importance of synthetics and some of the complexity or challenges around those. So synthetic transactions are where you run some kind of script, or I guess bot would be a word for it, against a web application or mobile application, which checks that it's up and running and functioning correctly. So we came across some interesting conversations with different teams in our organization, and it got me thinking about how complicated it is to come up with a synthetic transaction for a really complex business transaction on a production system, something which updates customer data, for example. How do you do that? How do you do it effectively? I don't have the answers yet, but that's uh, something on my mind. So that's my first week as an SRE, and that is the end of the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope that you have learned something. If you have any questions about SRE, I want to challenge any of the ideas that I put forward, which, hey, let's be honest, I'm probably wrong about a lot of things. Feel free to do so. Uh, But until next time, this is Performance Time.